Welcome back, everybody, to Roots to Grooves. What's up? Thanks for joining in. I'm Jesse Quigley. I'm Jay Purcell. That makes this Roots to Grooves. And we're here for another week, another artist. Another good one. Another pretty good pretty good stoked one. for this find. Pretty new find. Yeah. This guy's just on the scene. Uh, guess it's basically a duo under the name Child. <laughs> yeah. With three eyes. Yeah. Some Someone said it uh, chilled, but it's... Oh. I, they actually said that in an interview directly to uh, one of the, the guys as well. In he the was, band? And he was like, no, it's it's child. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah. it is pretty chill music. So I, I guess you can, yeah. I could see somebody calling it chilled. Yeah. And that's not a bad name. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're chilled. Exactly. We, we don't need to chill. We've already been chilled. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, we're, you know, we're all striving to be a, a child all through our life. Striving yeah. to be a child? Or, I do. Or just <laughs> I, want, I want to be young. And I think being that means being, um, you know, accepting new things and adapting mm-hmm. and uh, accepting all the, the new stuff that comes, you know, new artists. Yeah. One thing I thought about about um, childhood as well was that sense of play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Keeping th- it fun. Yeah, which I think is, has a parallel to music or anything creative. Sometimes you think you're just like playing with your toys and, mm-hmm. you know, having fun. And that's kind of, uh, and that's, yeah, the, you know. That's the, how it should be. The youthful thing. That's how, that's how we learn. We explore the world. By yeah, it's a sense of adventure. You're exactly. exploring, whether it's on these buttons in Logic and you can create yeah. awesome stuff or yeah. outside playing in the dirt. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So well, We're talking about child, so cool, chill artist. Yeah. Um, it's anything, I mean, based out of Montreal. Mm-hmm. They only got two albums out yeah. on one single. We started with, with that track, Pirouette. Pirouette mm-hmm. um, first single released by Child. Um, but this is basically a duo. Um, the main singer is Yo Yonatan. I, I don't know how to pronounce any of the words. <laughs> yeah, I think any it's of the names. Y- Yonatan Ayal. Ayal, maybe? maybe. Yeah. And then Pierre Luc Rio. Yeah, he said uh, there's two ways of pron- pronouncing that. If you're French, I'm not even going to pronounce. Try to do the French. Rio. Version. It's something like Luc Rio yeah. or something like that. Um, he said, yeah, but people say. Pierre Luc Rio in English, or he said people could just call him PL. He goes by PL. PL. Yeah. So Pierre PL. Okay, from, cool. From here on out, we'll refer to him as PL. It's PL, <laughs> it is. It sounds good. And Jonathan, he also has a pseudonym. He goes by the name Soundtrack, but it's mm. spelt like X S D R K or something like that. Yeah, doing yeah. doing that old Starfucker thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Little Starfucker. Thing. I don't know. That's that's who. That's the first band that I saw do that. So I, I attribute it to Starfucker. I guess Signal kind of does that as well. Drop yeah. The, drop the A. Yeah. Drop some of those vowels out. Unnecessary. <laughs> we don't need them. Yeah. Just taking up space. But uh, so Child is uh, psychedelia. It's R and B. Yeah. It's soul. Maybe some neo soul. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little chill wave in there. Yeah. Um, but it's super super good. I mean, it's jazzy. Yeah. Um, but it's poppy and it's indie too. Yeah. So it's it is kind of genre blending. <clears throat> yeah. Taking the best bits from these different genres and blending them into a nice, you know, chill, groovy. Yeah. Mix. Yeah. Very laid back. Very very solely. I think mm-hmm. a lot of um like live instrumentation in there. Right. Live drums and stuff like that. Like yeah. So it, yeah. which is cool because I think yeah. he was talking about how like he's doing soul and when you think of soul it's like un like unprocessed vocals like just super mm. raw mm-hmm. super dramatic super um 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 um, <laughs> um i don't know i can't think of the yeah. word yeah uh but raw um, raw honest yeah honest yeah 
Um, I can't. What's this word I'm thinking of? I don't know. It's kind of like a. I can't a, think of it. My bad. Is it Raphael Sadiq who did one of his albums just on a, a Shore SM? Yeah. Whatever it was, set seven is the the small one. SM fifty seven. Yeah, the the cigar one, the one that's usually mm-hmm. used for drums or something like that. He just sang through that on an album. Yeah. To get that honest, raw soul yeah, sound as well. That's yeah. basically the idea that I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool, but he's he's very forthcoming with like, yeah, we process these vocals, we make it very smooth, yeah. and use the technology available to us yeah. to get this kind of synthetic sound, yeah, which is what they're going for, like very smooth, very you know crisp and clean, yeah, but with the the vibes of like soul music, mm-hmm. so kind of taking both those different sides and and finding a space in the middle to create stuff, yeah, yeah. rather than doing like Raphael Sadiq. Right. No computers, mm. not the best microphone. Yeah. Literally using old equipment yeah. to get that kind of sound. Yeah. Um, so either way is cool, but this guy's yeah. doing it a little bit of a different way and I like it. Definitely, yeah. All the stuff I've heard is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, based out of Montreal. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting, like the image is basically, um, I think he goes by Yona as well. Yona, that's Yona. easier to say. Um, uh, yeah, like the image is like, is him like in all the photo shoots a lot of the interviews i read as well a lot of the people were referring to child as him and calling him child kind that, of thing at right. first i thought it was a yeah. a single artist yeah name yeah. and it was just that guy yo yeah. yonin yeah is that what you said yonin uh yonatan yonatan but yona oh yona yeah um yeah but it's definitely a 50 50 project in mm-hmm. terms of the writing and the genesis of the project and how it all came to be and how it is right now. Yeah, so PL um, is like he kind of takes a backseat as far as the you know the image. He's that. not the front man. Yeah, but yeah. he's doing a lot of the production and he's mainly a guitarist. Yeah. So yeah. I know both of these guys have child or uh, Yonin is pretty new on the scene. Yeah. That first Pirouette song came out in 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has worked with a string of artists. Yeah. Already. Um, I don't know if I had these written down somewhere. I'm, I'm trying to see. Yeah, as a producer. Um, I mean, yeah, he, I think Rob Thomas, Jesse J, yeah. Chloe and Haley, who I'm not super familiar with, Jennifer Lopez, yeah, and uh, Usher. Yeah, and I think he's done writing with them. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, how in depth, but I think you know general production and writing. Yeah, which is those are some huge names obviously definitely yeah. and then pl has worked with as a guitarist i think mainly with britney spears celine dion yeah selena gomez so yeah. again some massive names um david getter which i we can nice. talk a little bit later on as well uh also uh damn maroon five i think nice yeah okay so i mean massive yeah. artists yeah. yeah yeah which is um i mean really cool obviously these guys it's a testament to their abilities and their value yeah to even the, the some of these biggest names in you know pop popular culture Definitely. music yeah yeah so pretty sweet um yeah i mean i guess let's let's play one more track sure i got a track i want to play i think we have it in our playlist yeah. um give the listeners a vibe yeah another vibe so this is the i want to play count me out the first track off the synthetic soul cool. debut album yeah first this is the first track yeah first track on it nice. called count me out cool
click track ending in nice. the background from the seeping out of the headphones <laughs> at the end of the track. <laughs> Just reminding everybody they're playing live. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Count Me Out, first track of Synthetic Soul. Their debut EP, not even an album. It was an EP they released first. Right? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's seven songs. It's only like 23 minutes, I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was their first release. And um, uh, so, so kind of backtrack then. Um, Yona is... Uh, first generation born to Ethiopian parents in Montreal. Um, you think, I think you grew up in a, a suburb of Montreal. Yeah, Brossard. Brossard, yeah. Never been there either. We've got to make a, a list of geography places as well to visit, as well as little, movies to watch and stuff like that. No, I mean, yeah, we need to take a whole summer off and just explore all this. Definitely, yeah. Maybe next summer. Yeah. 2022. 2022, take a tour. Yeah, I guess that's a, a South Shore suburb. Okay. On the South. Yeah. And um, it's a sleepy suburb. Yeah. And I, I guess, or I don't know, maybe I'm mixing up where my notes are, but I'll just stop right there. But yeah, I guess his, <laughs> his parents pushed him into music and he was doing yeah. this. Yeah. He's known music for a long time. He said he learned it at such a young age. There's yeah. a quote I learned it at such a young age. I don't remember a time where I didn't know how to play music or yeah. play the piano. It was such a long time ago that I don't even remember learning music. I feel like I always knew it. Yeah. And that was um, Yonin. Yeah. Yona. Yona. Sorry. <laughs> Yo Yonatan. Yonatan. Yona. Uh, uh, Yona like Yoda. I correctly, yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, and it's cool. His parents really sort of pushed him towards learning piano first. It was his first instrument. Um, he trained in classical music. Um, I think he went to Toronto School of Music, something mm -hmm. like that it's called yeah toronto royal conservatory he attended there um working in various musical genres i think mm -hmm. um but mostly classical and he performed classical music as well where well, you can hear yeah. some of that influence on count me out the track we just played with those you know beautiful string arrangements and yeah stuff. yeah yeah so incorporating his his knowledge that he learned at school as well definitely yeah and he also said um like apparently growing up in uh, Montreal area, Canada. He said you're constantly exposed to lots of different types of music out there and stuff like that. He mm -hmm. said, so that also had kind of a bearing on him as well. Like just even at like theme parks or something like that, there'll be like some crazy somewhere be wafting some interesting African music or something that's like cool. that. And you know, so that's cool. It was that you know his parents were encouraging him to play, and he was also exposed to all the sort of multicultural sounds growing up, kind of thing. Mm -hmm like definitely played a part and i think at a certain point he created the classic uh basement studio in his parents house yeah um that is classic making beats and uh and a lot of people he knew other producers would stop by make beats with him there as well um some of them i think are kind of become well known in the scene as well I'm trying to see if i can bring up yeah i wouldn't doubt their it. names um uh, well, I can look it up later, but uh, yeah, I think there's like a few other producers that have gone to do stuff mm -hmm. out of there as well. And um, at a certain point, you know, after him being in Canada and writing these beats and that, he wanted to push or explore a career in it. So he started going to LA. Um, yeah, just taking some visits, right? Yeah, I think that's, that seems to have been the way for a lot of people. For PL as well, actually, I think he's mm -hmm. he uh, started. I'm not sure where he grew up. If he's Canadian as well, 
I thought he, maybe he, he was Montreal. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. from Montreal as well. Yeah, but they did. I think it's interesting because I don't think they knew each other in Montreal. They actually met in LA. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, like thousands of miles on the other side of the yeah through uh, the music scene, North America studio scene and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. So I mean, yeah, yeah. from like the same city. Assuming yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Correct us if we're wrong. That's where you guys come in. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> send look send that email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we're right there, but I think we're on the same page. Yeah, started yeah. going to LA to get more work. Yeah, explore what he can do in the industry. Yeah, met some cool people. Yeah. Worked with some cool people. Yeah, uh, and then he eventually moved there. Yeah, I think like it was like a rocky thing. Like when he first went there, it was literally like he'd scrounge up enough money to go visit and stay at various people's places, sleeping his, in his car at one point as mm -hmm. well. Um, he said it basically save up enough to get a flight out there run out of money and then have to like go back kind of thing and save up more money doing right. work or whatever and then go back to la and he was really hustling he said he he was doing the session scene as a beat maker producer like he said he'd do like two sessions a day different studios he said he probably did like 300 sessions in a year um it's a lot i don't even know how you get into that probably like speaking to a few people and then one door opens and i mean yeah i think just networking like and taking yeah. jobs like, yeah. like he's probably being a yes man down there like you need yeah, some yeah. help producing or some you know yeah. advice or writing or you know whatever production help yeah yeah i'm yeah. free on saturday let's do it Definitely. whoever you are i don't know what your name is let's do it yeah yeah i got a couple quotes from that because i think he he said he had a shack yeah uh, it was basically an oversized cabin yeah it's like a, a outhouse of someone's yeah it was someone's house somewhere. and there was yeah, yeah an mm -hmm. out out shack not an outhouse mm -hmm. that'd be a bathroom wouldn't it <laughs> It's I not, think it would be actually not no no it wouldn't be that bad. <laughs> Although you got to do what you got to do. Set exactly, up your studio exactly. in a porta potty in a exactly. in a honey bucket. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> uh, but he said there was a bed, there was a couch, and a bunch of storage stuff. Yeah. And then he he got a, a table and two speakers, and he just started uh, making music. He was around Marina del Rey mm -hmm. was the specific location, and I guess he would yeah. always go to this local Starbucks and just find a spot in the back with I'm assuming a laptop. Yeah. And make beats. Like yeah. I said, all day just sustaining himself off coffee or prepackaged foods. Yeah, yeah. Just crazy. Like to even make music just on your laptop like that as well. Though. Yeah. Like, like yeah, being at Starbucks the whole day. Yeah, just such a, a weird corporate setting while he's making the super beautiful yeah. original music. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a cool dichotomy there. Definitely. Yeah. And um yeah, so that was kind of like his hustle out there and um, meanwhile, PL um, was working. His his sort of first introductory into the scene was, I think it was in LA. He was like working at a studio, I think just as like an engineer or an assistant or something like that. And uh, it was this uh, famous, um, well, not fa famous to him, uh, uh, like producer that was from Amsterdam originally. Mm -hmm. And he was like using the studio he was working in to like mix some stuff and all that. I couldn't quite get the guy's name, unfortunately. He's gone on to like be an assistant to David Guetta now, who's like the sort of big EDM DJ and producer. He's huge, yeah. Huge, yeah. I was, yeah. I'm explaining it to people. <laughs> Probably everyone's heard of David Guetta at this point. Maybe not. Maybe not. But um, and uh, so this guy was in the studio, and, and he said he basically PL made every excuse he could to sort of hang out in hallways mm -hmm. and maybe cross paths with this guy, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, he eventually did, like, struck up a bit of a conversation with him. And he just basically offered his guitar playing skills. He was just like, 
you know, if you need any like guitar for anything, like I'm like happy I'm to guy. like, you know, provide kind of thing. And um and the guy was like, Yeah, cool, they, they exchanged numbers and stuff like that. And Pierre also said, you know, he's done this a million times with like loads of people, like try and cross paths with them, give them his phone number, offer his services, mm -hmm. sort of thing. And he said, this guy actually did call him back like a few months later kind of thing. He was surprised and he was like, um, yeah, do you want to do some guitar on uh, this project? I'm not sure if it was a David Getter project or another project, but um, it eventually led him to working with David Getter and going on private jets around the world with him and writing music in hotel rooms and stuff like that. And he said that everything he's done, that was like his big break as a session musician in the industry was getting to play mm -hmm. and do stuff with David Getter. And he said from then on, it just opened up doors. And Yeah, you know, once you get a resume, yeah. you can put that on your resume. It's exactly, yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. You know, eye-opening for everybody else. Like, obviously, this guy can do the job. Exactly, okay. yeah. If he's working yeah. with Getter, then yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's got something at least. He's, yeah. he's going. Definitely. And so, like, you know, he's been able to, PL's been able to forge a career as a session musician, guitarist, uh, it's kind of an interesting world um, of how all that stuff works kind of thing. Um, you know, he'll, he doesn't really sort of get writing credits a lot of times. He just gets like a performance credit um, and that royalty from the performing royalty kind of thing side of things. Right. Um, but some of these tracks go on to be big, you know, like big hits that are played on the radio all mm -hmm. the time and stuff like that. And, um, and I think so. I don't know exactly how... Uh, Yona and PL met but it, I think it was through just both of them being around at all these different studios in LA and knowing people and just crossing paths just crossing, by chance crossing paths by chance and stuff by and chance being from the same city across the other side of the nation having that Montreal kinship or something like that yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah and um, so yeah I think they have the, they started making music and then it has been actually like a few years of making music before they settled on what has eventually become child, like the music sort of thing, mm -hmm. um, which is interesting. They said, I think there's been like various different things Yona was saying at different points, like started out, he wasn't even singing on it. He was just co-producing and they're mm -hmm. having guest singers and, and it was just like, just for a lot of trial and error and experimentation until they landed on this is the sound of child. This is what we want to do kind of thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah. Sense yeah. of adventure. Yeah. Um, just checking stuff out and they found that that formation clicked somehow, some way. Yeah. So, which yeah. is really cool. I mean, I mean, I guess I'm still, we're talking about this first EP yeah. where Count Me Out came from. Yeah. And I, I know he was saying, uh, Yonin was saying that is, that it started out with a question of like, what would Sam Cooke do? Mm. The late Sam Cooke, right? He's passed, I think. And he was so. a pretty great artist Yeah, um, who had a lot going for him. But then uh, I think it was taken from us early. Unfortunately, he'd be a great guy to talk about at some point too. Yeah, he died in 64. Okay, um, yeah. But yeah, he's a big soul artist. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Maybe we should do some shows on some uh, older artists. Yeah, you know, but, uh, I mean, obviously this is where a lot yeah. of these influences are coming from yeah, yeah. and people feel really strongly about that. Yeah, yeah. And they really, you know, they make their whole life about, you know, trying to achieve this feeling or expand on these people's work yeah. and trying to achieve that sound and, you know, embody that vibe. So yeah, obviously it's pretty huge. So yeah, maybe we do got to do some kind of old school 
get some segments or something reference some context yeah, yeah, from yeah. some of the artists that have talked about these older people and stuff like that as well mm-hmm. it's also interesting because you know the show is roots to groove so it is like even for older historical artists that aren't around anymore like learning their trajectory as well i think there's like an interesting thing no 100 like, yeah i mean and you, i mean yeah just the basic yeah. stuff you've heard history repeats itself yeah. and so like you know it is it, we're they're literally trying to repeat what was happening 50 years ago yeah yeah you know in a good way and yeah. take it to new places and new heights yeah um in new ways but you know still paying homage yeah yeah and I mean, yeah, it's incredible that this stuff was created and that led the path to what we have today. All this awesome music was, was started, you know, in the '60s and even beyond yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, just looking through history. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's. I'm just turning into a history guy. Like we're <laughs> gonna be a history podcast if we don't watch it. <laughs> um, apparently, "Count Me Out" was the song that really was the breakthrough for them creatively. That right. Was, that was the first one that they wrote in that style, and they were like, "Yeah." this is that's the vibe kind of thing and they sort of kind of went from there and on writing these other songs i think kind of thing Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean yeah that's a that's a good point i think we we could talk about the music for a second yeah um you know like the writing is what i mean i guess he said uh most songs are created with the bass and then melody to counter it so Mm. he one way he'd come up with music is having the bass line and be like, okay, that's a cool vibe. And then like, what would be a good melody to counter that? And then oh. you could basically form the song around those bones yeah. of the track yeah. and then start to embellish it with different this or that. Yeah. Um, you know, try to support the arc of the sound with something that contrasts it. Mm-hmm. I guess um, I just, I'm just reading, reading some notes of, of interviews or whatever that he's, that Yonan has said. He said the root Root, as in roots to grooves. Right. (laughs) Root as the bass drum and vocal. And then the the rest is totally random, Hmm. which is fair. So I I think he's using this idea of contrast, you know, have something as a rock. Yeah. And then contrast it with something different Hmm. or random. So something like super definite and then something different. Yeah. Indefinite, you could say. Yeah. But I guess he said most of the songs are created with bass and then a melody to counter it. Okay. So I don't know. That's that's what I got, and that's my little notes on how he writes. Interesting. Yeah. He also said, uh, like, Yona likes to work in bursts, whereas PL will spend uh, hours in front of the computer, right. like, working real hard on something. Yeah. And like, yeah. No, go on. Yeah. I, no, I think yeah, and it's just kind of recognizing how each other works as well. Mm-hmm. They've they've sort of come to realize, you know, where their strengths are, where they need to give the other person space to do their thing sort of thing. Like, yeah, no, just what yeah. you were saying. I think it was Yonin who, yeah, um, PL gives him the, the time and space and he PL was amazed at how Yonin could... Yona. Yona. Not Yonin. What, why do I keep saying <laughs> that? You keep saying Yonin. Sorry. Soundtrack. My, that's my bad. I just, I'm, call him soundtrack. I'm dyslexic, I think. Soundtrack. <laughs> Jeez. Just embarrassing myself here. That's but he would he would be down to work just on the computer for like 20 hours straight. Like, let's, let's yeah. get this. I'm, I'm trying to achieve something. Let's not stop. Yeah. And then PL would be like working in sprints in bursts. Yeah. Like, boom, I'm creative right now. I feel it. Let's do this rapidly. Let's get these ideas out. Yeah. Okay. now I'm kind of burnt out yeah. after a couple hours. I just feel like chilling and doing something else, getting away from this. Yeah. Um, but so they, again, the, the idea of contrast, mm-hmm. even within the, the, 
duality of the two people that make up child yeah. one is like okay i can i'm going to work through this and see what we need to do and explore yeah. non-stop work for hours and hours yeah and then pl would let yona do that yeah and then you know it's cool that they recognize each other's strengths and weaknesses and allow them to each other to do what they do best yeah definitely and yeah. don't step on each other and get in the way yeah, yeah um and obviously it makes for a great you know if you can if you can vibe like that and bond as as a as professionals doing a job yeah it obviously works yeah yeah so that's that's the whole other thing like we've talked about it before the the relationship with with your your the people you're working with the artists mm -hmm. and and how you work together and what that means and what you're able to achieve by allowing each other to do different things so they got that figured out and i really like that about that duo that duo yeah definitely yeah that we call child yeah um yeah yonas said back about like the creating the sound of child as well they tried so many different things um because they were so well versed in so many different spaces and genres mm -hmm. of music um he said at one point it was a little more electronic then it was fully soul um there was a point where yeah, like i said earlier it was only featured vocals he said it was his first time singing on a record, so there was a lot of growth for him. He said he's still growing <laughs> right before his own eyes. I'm sure. Well, I mean, um, do, how old is this guy, did we say? He's, I think, 31 now. Um, and, so he's a young gun. Yeah, and there's also some parallels, because he, he did mention The weekend as being um, an inspiration to him, because I didn't know this, but The weekend, his real name, The Re weekend's real name, Abel McConan. Tesfaye, Tesfaye. Okay. he is also first generation Ethiopian from Canada as hmm. well. Toronto though, not um, Montreal. Oh, okay. But definitely Yona saw, you know, The weekend making music and getting as big as he's gotten kind of thing. And mm -hmm. I think that sort of like inspired him to maybe come a little bit more out from behind the producing background and come more to the foreground as an artist himself sort of thing um totally because the weekend's yeah. done that so well yeah while, while maintaining this kind of mysterious you know mystique about him yeah yeah but like he's he's obviously super incredibly popular playing super bowl shows and yeah right. being on the radio <laughs> yeah but he's also like kind of mysterious and like i don't know that much about him. i didn't know his name for example I didn't, yeah, I didn't know he was Ethiopian either. Everybody knows The Weeknd, but... I, I know I, that one song that they play everywhere all the time. <laughs> which, um, his from, by his, The Weeknd? Yeah, his most popular one. Um, I don't, I've been hearing, well, that the, the new, like, kind of 80s vibe? Yeah, well, that was, yeah, like, the 80s track, I can't remember the name of it, but I hear um, it everywhere, I hear it at least three times a week. No, yeah. It's, without it's, me even <laughs> putting it on. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, no, that, that's yeah. been everywhere. Yeah. I, yeah, the weekend's interesting. I like him. I think he's coming out of I, from seeing his TikToks and stuff. I think he's switching gears mm. from that kind of um, like after party late night vibe mm -hmm. that he he he's done and created so well. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of coming out. I've seen some of his media and on socials and stuff about like a, like a sunrise. And he's he's I think he's trying to be more like poppy and upbeat and maybe a little happier vibes. Okay, because yeah. he's always kind of playing this kind of introspective, yes, late yeah. night depressed guy, <laughs> um, in a beautiful way. Yeah, yeah. But interesting guy. But we're not talking about the weekend guys. We're talking about child. You did mention uh, late night though, and 
trigger word for me. Oh, oh, what does that no, mean? No, <laughs> in a good way. Trigger me- for a memory of um, uh, Child's first uh, late night TV appearance was on Jimmy Kimmel. During oh, cool. lockdown, I think. I think during COVID. And uh, so it wasn't like a traditional in-studio performance like you normally see on these things. Mm-hmm. It was actually a big, full-blown, crazy production where they got started out in a warehouse area and he's playing real stripped-down version of Pirouette, I think. And then he gets up and he walks through like all these various different rooms and eventually ends up with a live band and they morph into another song. So I think they played like two tracks but sort of reimagined and stripped down and sort of thing and uh cool it's pretty good kind of opportunity to do that to get you know show that sort of creativity yeah that's one thing that uh, the pandemic has given to a lot of these artists instead of just doing your normal you know snl like play your set right a couple songs on our show they're actually like producing mini music videos yeah they get the opportunity to be as creative as they want and just send in send in your performance and yeah we'll broadcast that yeah give them a little more more creative leeway exactly which is a yeah awesome opportunity and i guess they killed it i didn't see that video but i'm gonna have to watch that later yeah yeah it's pretty cool and um and that's a big platform as well to get exposed to jimmy kimmel's audience it's pretty Mm -hmm. big so yeah um but yeah um so they released synthetic soul in tiny 2020 right yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, this stuff is basically brand new. Brand new, yeah. In the big scheme of things. So Synthetic Soul, and Synthetic Soul is a great, they could probably call it because that's what they're they're doing. Yeah. That's, I think, like I the th- style of music is easily described as, in a short phrase, as Synthetic Soul. Yeah, they're sort of coining their genre in right. the title of the EP right there. <laughs> Take, taking ownership, I like yeah. it. Yeah. And then Hope for Sale was their latest release. Yeah. And that's their debut full-length LP yeah. yeah yeah 11 songs 31 minutes yeah which I like yeah. that's almost you could almost call that an EP too at, at that point of how much time it takes I think yeah we talked about that before on like on Spotify it, it's a, there's a timing issue if it's under 25 minutes or something yeah I think or of, under seven songs then it's legally yeah. an EP right yeah I looked it up a long time ago I think it was like 30 minutes yeah, under is somewhere an EP, right there. And right. If like, so if you're 31 minutes, well, it's, it's an album. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No matter how many songs or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Which is arbitrary yeah. and subjective by by Spotify and the different. Yeah. Um, I guess it's like mostly accepted in the industry. Yeah, I think but it's it, been it is arbitrary. That stand has been around, I think, since way back when mm-hmm. they started making physical music. True. Pop for True. sale sort of thing yeah that's a good point this is interesting about the ep actually i don't know of too many artists from back in the day that really came out of eps i don't know when that started actually because it was always like singles right you know oh, it was presley we released a bunch of yeah singles well i think that's and, why they called it an extended yeah. play right ep because it was like a longer thing than a single yeah it was yeah. like a single but here's some extra b-side tracks also yeah by the way so yeah, it's yeah. like whoa it's a long single yeah extended play yeah, I'm yeah. doing air quotes. Extended play. And then the long player, I think, is LP. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then long, I don't know, it's whatever. These days, I don't know. It's all about I, the, It's almost switching. It's, it's gone backwards, like back to the individual song. Yeah, Singles. Like a few years ago, Kanye, who just released Donda, which is like a, it's it's like three hours long. Is it? I, didn't I, know I don't know. It's not quite three hours, but it's 
26 songs and it's very long damn yeah. but a few years ago he was doing that whole project releasing seven albums with no more than seven songs yeah. and he was saying like this is the perfect album length yeah um, you know so maybe he's switching it up i don't know what it means he's experimenting yeah. and i like that i heard uh he had a track with marilyn manson that the the record company didn't include on his album on kanye West's album i thought i saw he worked with him too but i didn't hear yeah. that on the record yeah and apparently yeah, the label excluded it because it was a it was like a it was Marilyn Manson and someone else, and both these people have had like controversies recently around all kinds of crazy shit. For sure, and um, and also Kanye West said the the label didn't tell him, didn't get his permission to release it. But I feel like at this point, I think everything that happens around Kanye West is like controversy on purpose to get yeah. to get PR kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, like he says these things just to like. Just instigate, instigate like, some, like arguments happening. Yeah, it's like no doubt. I mean, yeah. I think he is. He's pretty good at. He's Kanye West. He's good at you know public yeah. relations. Yeah. Even if it makes him look like an idiot, I think. Yeah, like, he, he doesn't, doesn't care. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like no, I'm doing this on purpose. I don't care. Yeah, and for that, I respect him. But um, but hope for sale mm -hmm. from child came out in only 2021 this year. Um, it's pretty good. I have a couple of tracks. Do you want to, do you want to hear a track? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's get one of your picks in here. All right. Let's spin this. You say you've been Nothing's going your way. I fain out to get you. Take off all the way. Gotta get up. Maybe you might not just answer. Remember the nights without me. Remember the nights when you told me. People in town make it better. Maybe you might not just answer. Remember the nights without me. Remember the nights when you told me. Bass, the bass, the bass hasn't happened yet. The, the best ain't happened yet is the name of that song. And uh, Jonas said that was written during lockdown and kind of a nod towards the times that we've been going through mm -hmm. um, with COVID and all that. The bass ain't, the bass, I keep saying the bass ain't, <laughs> the best ain't happened yet. Um, <laughs> should have been, the, the I should bass be a was DJ. happening. I should say this is a DJ before the drop. The bass ain't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> um which is cool it's kind of an uplifting um sentiment i would say um considering right. all the sort of um you know it's a strange time we've been living in everyone's in the same thing us the viewers the listeners uh child um every artist we talk about recently has gone through this whole thing it's a shared experience which is mm -hmm. crazy to think about um and as we all know you know we've all gone through our different phases of it you know um it's been a lot of reflection a lot of um you know looking to the future you know and stuff like that and so i think uh i think uh that's a really nice way to look at things the best ain't happened yet you know yeah totally like, yeah 
Yeah, I think I, I remember him or I was reading whatever he was saying, something about how, you know, he's here to, to reflect on what's happening now. Yeah. You know, and, you know, be a part of that, mm-hmm. you know, be part of the present. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Yeah. Because um, that is, that's speaking truth. Yeah. You know, as close as truth you can get it. Yeah. Is, you know, is the way you feel right now. Yeah. And then, you know, that's important. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're here now and we're looking to the future. Yeah. And we want better things for the future, but we're still here now. Yeah. So let's, you know, let's think about it. Definitely. Yeah. Let's not be scared to think about what's happening right now. Let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Yeah. 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 And he's also very sort of reactive as well. Like he's, he has, um, he does sort of go through sort of comments on their social media platforms and messages and stuff like that. And, About child? Yeah, and trying to sort of get a gauge on what people are saying or thinking or reacting to what he's writing about and singing about sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, like, he, you know, he's still trying to be just himself and trying to just really strip things away and be honest and write about his own experience, which, you know, we've heard other artists talk about it where it's kind of exposing, you know, yourself in a way it's vulnerable it makes you it puts you in a vulnerable space kind of thing and you have to you know you either embrace that or you don't and if you don't then it's kind of uh, you know maybe not might work out so well if you're trying to be a front person and talk about these things and all of that but um but he has like um you know he's interested in like how some of his lyrics resonate with listeners and, mm-hmm. and what they think to it and then he takes that on board and he even said at a certain point, like, because he kind of still wants to be relevant to his listeners kind of thing as well by trying to talk about subjects that they care about mm-hmm. and that might have a parallel with things he's thinking about as well kind of thing, which is interesting. I haven't heard an artist that's sort of done that in that sort of constructive way, you know, where you're just kind of gauging the feelings and the vibes of the audience and and being yeah. like what can i talk about now that's gonna um resonate with you and me and be in this together kind of thing like yeah, yeah it feels yeah. like he's actively trying to be yeah. part of a conversation yeah. with his peers and his listeners and audience in general yeah which is super cool because a lot of times you hear artists just here's what i'm thinking about yeah this is my insight yeah here's me being introspective here's what i'm talking about yeah. about me or about anything else yeah. Not that anyone's being selfish, but he's like actively being unselfish. Yeah. Like, what do you have to say? What do you think yeah. about this topic? And yeah. how can I respond and continue the conversation? Yeah. So being very, you know, forthcoming with his attitude and perspective, yeah. you know, in the context of writing his music. Yeah. So super cool. Being very inclusive as yeah. far as conversation goes. Yeah. I have a quote from him as well. He said, uh, my comfort zone is my unhappy place. I had never pursued being an artist and finding my voice or finding my language. I never subject myself to that kind of scrutiny or judgment. It was always like make a beat and let the other person tap into their own emotions and express them. Mm-hmm. In the end, no one's going to talk about the beat. They're going to talk about the song or the emotion. So I reached a place where my ideas were getting compromised or watered down. So I was just like, fuck it. Let's just do this. The only reason why it didn't happen earlier was out of fear of being judged. Mm so nice that's a great quote yeah um again yeah i mean yeah that fear of being judged like not just for your singing abilities but what you're talking about and stuff right (laughs) it's it's multi-layered there's a lot going on yeah yeah 
being judged on your beat, being judged on your perspective. Yeah, yeah. Of what you're talking about lyrically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, but he's he's being not afraid. Yeah. You know, he's being brave. Just he's letting like, that stuff go. Those those things that stop us from doing things. Mm -hmm. He's dropping those or putting those to the side and being just fuck it. There is no this. try. Only yeah. do. Exactly. <laughs> Only do. Um yeah, he's also said his couple of his uh, dream collaborations would be with Tyler the Creator. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. Or Moby, which is interesting. Okay, I haven't explored Moby too much, but I yeah. that name that name is very on the tip of my head. People don't talk too much about Moby these days, um, but Moby's been doing some interesting things. He's he's started a YouTube channel, and he's been doing breakdowns of some of his greatest hits and. Nice. sharing his like writing process and stuff like that and i think he even did a like a 30 minute youtube video where it was just all improvised music like he just hit the camera going and he didn't know what he was going to do and he just improvised the whole like 30 minutes of music so. that, that's pretty scary but that's pretty cool yeah yeah i'd be scared oh. but obviously he wasn't <laughs> i would be scared to do it by myself jamming would be different if you've just we jam all the time, right? So it'd be like that'd be different. Like, I mean, but, for I think for both of us, the hard, yeah, the yeah. more difficult thing would be, at least for me, I'll speak for myself, is the technology. Like, I think I could play a little guitar or a little drums or this or that, mm. but like do, making the loops happen, I'm not as familiar with how uh, to yeah, use yeah. like that looping technology. If you're do that, yeah. I think Moby just literally he didn't use any technology. He just had a piano. I think mm -hmm. he was just doing it that way, but um. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. many ways you can do it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, exactly. either way. Yeah. That's all I got on Child, Jay. Yeah, man. It's a good find. Um, they're just getting started, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Very new on the scene. There's not honestly that much out there. There's not a ton of interviews. Not a ton of interviews. There's a few performance things. Mm -hmm. There's the EP. There's the album. Um, I think that they, what they've talked, the owners talked a lot about wanting to play live again and that actually kind of like this is why this project came to be as well because he wanted to do more live things mm -hmm. and pl vibe with that idea as well and so you know now people are starting to tour again and play shows again i think we can expect them to go around do the circuits yeah maybe in the states and maybe have, have they done shows together they've done a few shows probably only like a handful i think right and i'm not sure if they've played montreal yet but Jonas said when that does happen he's going to be looking forward to it because it's kind of like a coming home thing yeah to play for his people there and stuff like that so he's really i don't know if it's happened yet but he's really looking forward to doing a show out there and stuff like that so no i bet but, i'm looking yeah. forward to it too yeah hopefully they'll come by seattle and wherever you are listeners and viewers yes let us know where you are where you are yeah or where you want to be, where you want to go. And if you have questions, comments, or concerns. <laughs> I, I, a lot of people are worried about us. Because uh, we're here every week. It's like one after the other. It's just like, <laughs> have these guys left the room? No. We live here. Uh, roots to Grooves at SignalRadio.com. S-I-G-N-L Radio.com. RootsToGrooves.com for every episode. For free. For free. And some other like episodes of The Drop. Also check that out for free. Yeah. Everything's free around here. And uh, we'll play out now, I guess, with this track called Awake.
featuring Malia from the Hope for Sale. Right on. Album. I'm down. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening and downloading. We appreciate you. Yeah. Peace out. Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S I G N L radio.com.